0: Score North knows it's been a long winter. Time to dream about the warm weather ahead at the 2023 Choice Bank Minnesota Golf Show. Returning to the Minneapolis Convention Center, February 24th through the 26th. For a very limited time, you can get tickets for half price. Visit scorenorth.com right now and use the keyword golfer to save 50% on admission. Your admission ticket also gets you 14 rounds of free golf. Visit scorenorth.com keyword golfer to get this limited deal. See you at the show. Hockey. Yeah. yeah. My favorite. It's Judd's Hockey Show. You guys see it. Yeah. We all see it. It's it's tough. It's uh, It was tough tonight. Um, but... Having said that, uh, you know we've been praising our groups for so good disciplined, no one penalty here, there, and then that happens, and it's hard because um, you know we're we obviously can't take seven minors, but um, but we really liked our composure. Welcome to Judd's Hockey Show. Dean Everson talking after the Wilds' 2-1 loss in a shootout to Florida a couple nights ago. Florida then getting blasted last night by the St. Louis Blues in St. Louis. Um, Dean there talking about seven minor penalties, Declan Goff, but also uh, uh, this from the athletic story off that Panthers game. Since January 12th, the Wild have scored 12 goals, five on, or 12 five-on-five five goals in 13 games. Um, and in five games since returning from the bye week in the all-star break um, they also have been held to five goals so there's your problem in fact Dean said he's not going to talk about the scoring problems uh, from here on out because he thinks it's bad luck or something I don't know if that's true I am I don't think that that you can I don't think that at this point in time it's bad luck but So, the Wild tonight, and we're going to be joined shortly here by our friend Jesse Pierce. The Wild tonight will be facing, in a nationally televised game, the Colorado Avalanche. I'll start you off with a question that I want to ask Jesse as well. Um, And it's a fill-in-the-blank. Tonight's game against the Avs is blank for the Wild. What would what word would you use to fill in the blank so it's a regular season game it's part of a seven game home stand it's against a team that they are neck and neck with in the standings what is just the importance of tonight's game in your mind decks for the wild
1: uh if i'll use a word i'll use crucial i'll, I'll, just, I'll just go with a, a crucial game here um i don't think panic is ensuing yet but we're we're uh we're entering that ground, right? That shaky ground where this yep. is not as even and the ice is getting thinner, for, for uh, lack of a better pun. And um, they haven't been able to score 5-on-5. Five five. Colorado has battled injuries this year. They're not as good as they've been lately, but now they're getting healthy. Um, they they should obviously be a force once flat, full strength. Uh, but the Wild have not been able to score 5-on-5, five five, and that's been their problem all damn season. Uh, I know Kuro Kaprizov's having a great year. Matt Boldy... You know, it goes through stretches where he is a ghost, but he has to figure out ways to bury the puck. Um, There's guys that are core players in Greenway and Dumba who have not lived up to expectations. Marcus Foligno is now injured as well. So crucial. If I could use any word for this to describe this, I'd probably say crucial.
0: Which sounds like hyperbole, but it's not. It's totally true because we are now, I'm with you. We're now, we've crossed to a point as we get towards March. And obviously we've talked about this a bunch, but the trade deadline is March 3rd. We've gotten to a point now where, yes, I think that this game is crucial. I think that's very fair. I guess the word that I would would use just to go in a different direction because I'm in complete agreement with your assessment is telling as well. Like, this is going to be – like, at some point in time, you can't continue not scoring goals. Like, at some point in time, you've juggled the lines, right? You've done everything possible. You know, this is an absolute – Excuse me, key. Getting homestand. choked up over there. And I, I'm very, very. And I don't. It's even five know on five scoring. It's just, uh oh, God. I don't even know why I'm choked up. I'm just so upset. You know, at some point in time, though, you've juggled the lines. You've done everything possible. You're in the midst of a seven game homestand, which so far has been, you know, I think it's fair to say flat out unsuccessful. One, one, and one. That's six possible points. You've gotten three, but you should beat Florida. And here, here comes Jesse right now. We will uh, ask her the. The same question, Je- Jesse Pierce. What's up? How are you?
2: Good. How are you, boys? I apologize for my tardiness.
0: Oh, that's okay. Go, Hartford <laughs> Whalers. Um, so, uh, Jess, Dex, and I were just talking about tonight's game against the, the Abs, and I'll ask you the same question I asked him, which is: If you had to fill in the blank, tonight's game versus the Colorado Avalanche is blank for the Wild. Uh, Dex used the word crucial, but What would you use uh, as the the fill-in-the-blank word for this game between two teams that are neck and neck?
2: Give me every synonym for crucial because that's exactly the word that popped into my mind. I mean, it's vital and important, and you hate to say that, about a game still at this juncture of the year, but not only is it against a division rival, it's one that is in your rear view mirror constantly. I mean, you're really looking at where Colorado is as they continue to mount their way back up into the playoff contention. I mean, it's everything. These two next two points for the entirety of this homestand are imperative for the Minnesota Wild to gather. And, you know, they, they need to absolutely get it done tonight against Colorado.
0: Five games, Jess, since uh since they've been back from their bye week combined with the all-star break, and five goals. Dean has juggled lines. You know, I, I saw that after the game against the Panthers, the two to one loss, that he's like, I'm done talking about the scoring because I feel if we don't talk about it, it might not jinx it, which I'm not sure I buy. But what is your or what should be the panic? level right now for the fact that this team and you know what we know why they don't score as much the you know Fiala being gone is huge now there are some guys who have certainly gone backwards unfortunate for them but what do you think is the is the panic or what do you think should be the tone right now because this feels like far more than just a blip you know like a couple of yeah. games you're like oh we can't score we'll score but yeah. what is your assessment and concern right now about this?
2: I mean, it's certainly high. I guess if I were to give a percentage of it, maybe like 75%. And that's mostly because you do want to see more goals from Kirill Kaprizov. However, he is one that is contributing. One of the very few that have been able to put the puck in the back of the net. The reason my level of concern isn't like at an all-time high is because I have been saying from the beginning of this year, you are not going to get the same production in goals from those players like Marcus Foligno, Greenway Hartman uh, that you did last year, this year. So really the lack of scoring as frustrating as it is, it's, Kind of what I expected. I hate to say that, but I really didn't expect them to come out and just be, uh, you know, blitzing goals, putting up five, six goals. And just because they did it last year, that doesn't mean that that's the team they are. They are that gritty, grinding team. I will beat that dead horse into the ground. That's who they are. They need to rely on solid goaltending. Now, on the flip side, in order to win games, you still need to score more than one or two goals per night. You need to get those three and four. And I think we saw, you know, better shot production coming on uh what was that monday night um but however they needs to be more getting down into the greasy areas you need more people looking for those rebounds they're still just coming from outside and turning around and going the other way they need to quick expecting these odd man rushes and pushing the pace that way there needs to be somebody down low and Kirill kaprizov said that post game on monday night he said for whatever reason we're not getting in there like we need to. I mean, you have the bodies, you have the size, just it's a matter of doing it actually. Um, so, you know, again, it's concerning because you're not going to win games by not scoring. Uh, but again, it's probably because I expected it. I'm not at an all-time high. You'd like to see, you know, Jules Erickson next line get going a little bit more. Matt Boldy has been snake bitten for a while. Um, and, you know, because Kirill Kaprizov certainly can't do it all by himself either.
0: Dex, go ahead.
1: Yeah, it's a lot of the players that we're going to regress. That's exactly kind of what happened, unfortunately. And I think it probably took an extreme level of what's taken place this season, where you just have guys like Hartman and Felino completely fallen off the map. You knew regression was going to happen, but I mean, they completely fell off the cliff. So they need some type, they need someone to step up in in the meantime to kind of, you know, make up for the lack of goals they have been scoring. And um, hopefully they do it soon. And hopefully it's against Colorado tonight.
0: So. It occurred to me, uh, between what Dean said, between what Kirill said, and and as Bill Guerin told us on the show last week, and he's exactly right, but I'll start here, you guys. Um, When we watch games, all three of us from the press box, it looks like there's a ton of room, and it doesn't look that fast. That's incorrect. As Bill said, there's not a ton of room, and the game is obviously very, very fast. But all of that being said, you know what I've picked up on now? And this team is guilty of it. And it's easy to talk about, and it's correct, greasy goals, right? Like, score greasy goals. Like, get rebounds. But have you guys noticed in this day and age the amount of teams and players, and the Wild extremely guilty of this, that are looking for the perfect shot as well? And if they don't feel they can get the puck through traffic, which – you know, guys are masters now at clogging lanes, which I think is coaching. But if they don't feel that they can get the puck through, they don't shoot. But then you see certain teams, certain opponents are like, screw it. And they shoot. And it goes off skates and shin pads and sticks and pinballs its way through and finds the net. So I would actually say that, you know what? If those, if those pucks rebound and get tipped, greasy goals, awesome. But, Jesse, I really think the starting point is this. You need to be willing to shoot. Mm -hmm. And how many times do we see, and it's not just power plays now, the wild, uh, and Zuccarello right now, guilty of this beyond belief, always looking for the perfect setup as opposed to shoot the puck and preferably try and get it on net. But if you don't shoot it like this, we're going to score the perfect goal thing, which I felt used to be a power play thing. Drives me absolutely crazy.
2: I thought the game looked slow because we are just such elite hockey minds that that's what the game does for us. It's all in slow motion.
0: Yes, see exactly. What happened?
2: <laughs> exactly. I mean, speaking of Gretzky, you miss a hundred percent of the shots that you yep. don't take. But you're absolutely right. You see the Minnesota Wild not afraid to shoot on the power play. You know, I mean, certainly it's easier when you have that man advantage. Kaylin Addison doing a fantastic job quarterbacking that, making sure the puck gets in and gets down low. But yeah, and again, it's another point, it's another mistake. I want to call it the fact that these players continue to look for that cute play or look to do a highlight reel type of goal, look to skate in fancy and not get the shot off in time too, and just maybe lose the puck in the process, whether that be to an opponent or whether the puck just gets away from them, takes a weird bounce, but it's something again. And I think that's, what's more frustrating to me about this Minnesota wild team and this offense is that the mistakes that they were making in October and November and December are still here in February. None of those have been corrected. Dean Evson has said time and time again, they need to stop being cute. They need to stop trying to be these guys that, you know, maybe they're not and that's okay, but they're still doing it. So I don't know if that's necessarily maybe a leadership thing. I, you know, I feel like we haven't talked too much about where, what Dean's role in maybe the, I don't want to say downfall, but the the lack of success is this year or not? Because it seems like something. If Dean's telling us the media and we're getting it, but the players aren't, there's a miscommunication there, or something's going on, or they're just not listening to it. Because you're right, Matt Zuccarello is the perfect example. When he just flings the puck on net, it's a hundred times better than him <laughs> trying to go around the back or cycle in or try to find Caprissa for this beautiful cross ice. Yes, we love to see it, and yes, it's fun to replay, but at the same time the puck ends up the other way and down in the other end of the net, it's not working. So uh, I am curious to see if there is some sort of miscommunication as to why the players continue to perform this way, because it's been a point of contention almost all season.
1: Yeah, I don't really understand why they have to be so pass happy or looking for a perfect shot when all they have to do is kind of throw the pucks on net. And look, I know guys like Matt Boldy is still shooting a ton, but he's not fine in the back of the net as much. But at the end of the day, um, Mm -hmm. a lot of these guys, to Jesse's point, like Zuccarello, are just too pass happy or they are winding up for the perfect shot. And, you know, when you start to press a little bit like this, like a lot of wild players have basically been doing when you haven't been able to score five on five, well, then you just kind of get to you, you, you really just aren't able to generate much of any offense. So hopefully they can kind of break some of those habits because they, they need to. If if they're going to be able to score pucks, they have to actually be able to have good pucks on net and not have to actually press every single time.
0: Jesse just hit on something that we talked about a little bit, um, I think, after the show that we did, Declan, on uh, Monday and we broached a bit. But it's Dean. And yeah, it's time to talk about Dean. Um I'll start with this one too. His line juggling, and I don't know if this is him and Bill or just him, has not done gone far enough. And I'm going to tell you right now, the one thing I would do is I would break up Zuccarello and Kaprizov right now for a period of time. They did it before last year, and here's why: the Zuccarello I'm Gretzky act. You've got it. You've got to take away his curry, which is Kaprizov. So. I feel like if you demoted Zuccarello for a few games, he would start to shoot because he would have to shoot. Like I'm going to put him with a couple of guys where he has to shoot the puck. Um, but that's where I, I don't I don't feel that Dean goes far enough until he goes so far he just starts scratching guys, right? Um, and so, I, so one thing that I would do is I would separate Kaprizov and Zuccarello, not because they're bad together, but because they're codependents. Like they literally become they're in a relationship. Mm -hmm. We all all of us who know all of us who are married, not Declan yet, but Jesse is I am all of us know that in our relationships, as much as we might love our spouse, we develop bad habits. And so do they. (laughs) And sometimes if one of them goes on a trip, it's awesome because then you're like, oh, you know what? I'm growing more fond of my spouse now because I miss them. Is
1: this more <laughs> so, of a Zolgad thing than a, than no, a Pierce uh, family yeah, thing? Or, uh, yeah. I'm saying
0: I can see it. <laughs> I can see it here with with Kaprizov and Zuccarello. So I'm not saying break them up in perpetuity, but I am saying I do think a move apart for a few games would benefit, especially Mats, because I think it would put him back in a position where he has to think differently. And he definitely gets into these weird cycles of, you know, corral, corral, corral. It's like, okay, dude. Yeah, that's great. But you can shoot too.
2: Yeah, I'd agree. I mean, why not again at this point? Why not try something new? We've talked about that with Dean again, going back to last year's playoffs, you got to respond. You have to answer. And yes, he did respond by juggling the lines. And I liked it. I mean, I think scratching Sam Steele was the right move at that time. And, you know, pulling him out and and making some adjustments there, but yeah, why not bust apart Zuccarello and Caprice I mean, Kaprizov will score with anybody. He will do his thing with anybody that is there. He has proven that time and time again. And yes, you do love the chemistry that Kaprizov and Zuccarello has, but it is, it's, be kind, it's kind of become more of a crutch for Kaprizov. I think too, Zuccarello just in, in the grander scheme, Zuccarello is his crutch. So take that away. Let him grow a little bit. Put Matt Boldy at center. That is my, like, I just, <laughs> I said it in this week's Down Beauties episode podcast. Like, I just need to see it once. Like, I mean, not just a blip, not just a shift. I just want (laughs) to see it for a game. I think there is something there. He is, Matt Boldy is capable of playing center. He has done it. He can win a draw. Um, He has great vision like Matt Zuccarello does. And he's a good player. I understand separating your scoring talent and and doing some depth there. But give me Matt Boldy at center. Put Zuccarello down on the second line. and, And I don't even care who the other wing is at this point. Matt Boldy at center.
1: Uh, to Judd's uh, relationship point, you know, absence <laughs> makes the heart go grow fonder, right? Is that, I think that is the uh, that's Yikes. the expression. That's so, so maybe Caril and Mats need a little bit of uh, time apart to realize how much they need each other in the long run, too. And I'm with Jess. If even if it's uh, Boldy at center, just figuring out ways in the offensive zone to have him take a draw or have him on the ice, whatever it may be, he has to you know play with two elite playmakers, too, in Caril Kaprizov and Mats Zuccarello. So I'm all about shaking up those lines as well. Uh, and by the way, like you know, if if maybe your your skates aren't sharpened, because that's an important thing, hockey players obviously have to do that. Make sure those skates are sharpened. Go check out our friends at Vivrant. So Joe, our guy Joseph, he's in YZ and he has a great knife sharpening business. And it's by the way, I I I moved in with my fiance a few months ago, and she saw my knives and said, "Hey, babe, these are dull knives. You can't you can't be having these dull knives. Your bachelor pad knives, they're done." Well, actually, I just get them sharpened. And it's okay to be embarrassed about your your dull knives, okay? So, go to vivrant.com. In fact, it's in the link of the bio right now or even mybadknives.com. It's okay to make fun of these bad knives. Go to vivrant to get your knives sharpened. Just like you would get your shapes, your shake, your excuse me, your skates sharpened, you should get your knives sharpened as well. Go check out
0: vivrant. All right, here's my here's my last thought. My line idea, and this is where I don't think Dean goes. Like, like he make he juggles, but he doesn't really juggle like I like. Okay, what about this line? Ericksonek at center, Kaprizov who can play the right side. Now Zuccarello is a left shot that prefers to play the right side, so Kaprizov plays as a left shot the left side. But Ericksonek, Kaprizov on the right wing, Duham on the left wing. I think it would provide an interesting shakeup. I think it's three very different players. I think that there there would be a du- Duhame would definitely grind it out. Seneck grinds it out, but he's got skill, and Kaprizov, as Jesse said, she's right, is going to score with anybody. But I think that is a top line for a night. Du- Duhame has Duhame in Dean's world has to like wait to get his turn, right? And now he's mo- moving up a bit, but it's like it's very very clear. It's like Duhame is a better player than a lot of your guys who you love, but they're veterans. So that is at least a thought of a line that I think would give you three very different players, different characteristics, but could potentially thrive. And they would all sort of know their roles.
2: Can they keep up with Kuro Kaprizov? I can't, can Brandon Duhame keep up with Kuro Kaprizov would be my only concern. I like it. I like Jewel Eriksson-Eck there, obviously, and Brandon Duhame, it's not that he's necessarily incredibly slow. I just, can he keep up
0: with Kaprizov? He could he could keep up better with Kaprizov, in my opinion, than Hart- Hartman or Steele can right now.
2: Okay. And All plus right.
0: he's a winger. I, I need him to grind it out. Mm-hmm. Erickson Ek becomes the most important facilitator then. Yeah. But, it, but I mean, these, these are the type of things that Dean's like, oh, I just can't do that. It's like, no, Dean, you actually can't.
2: It is. Yeah. I mean, Dean certainly has that vibe against younger players it seems right he yeah. favors I don't know what to call it appropriately but you're probably right he, sorry Dex
1: no you're good I was gonna say you know I, I like Duhame too as a grinder I just don't know if he has the skill to be playing up with him I, I'm with Judd though like at this point you know throw out throw other things against the wall see what sticks make some changes because you kind of have to but yeah I, I probably
0: have a little bit more of an eyebrow raised if he can keep up with him you guys are too concerned about it keeping up dig the puck out get it in front and set up chances <laughs> instead of trying to be wayne goretzky which is zuccarello jesse thanks much uh, great stuff that was uh, fun and then we we will certainly see what transpires and i believe declan and i'll be back to do another show on um probably tomorrow or friday off of the abs game talk to you later jesse thank you
2: bye boys